0: Welcome to Superpower Stories, where we share our favourite tales of long lost letters from long forgotten places with you, our intriguing investigators. This week's story is The Office of Lost Things by Sarah Buckley. Enjoy.
1: Day 996. Time, a little after 10. Mood, hmm. Restless. But it's a Thursday, which means a letter should come soon. So,
2: all in all, can't complain. Er, uh, yeah? Fancy a coffee and iron. We've got the new machine working finally. It even does a nice solid coca and all. Ah, happy days then. Jenny used her magic touch on the blasted thing. We're all on our second cup out here.
1: Sad to say I'll have to pass. But don't let me keep you.
2: Sure, suit yourself, laddie. It'll be there if you fancy it. Don't wait too long though. You know what Adam's like.
1: Jesus. I actually could murder a cup of tea right now. But it's not worth the hassle. Finally. Hmm. I find myself to be still utterly bewitched by you. And yet the spell must be broken if I am to go on living. This will be my last correspondence. Even now my mind's eye I gaze upon the deep green sea and bask in the shades of JJ's tower. And you, my most cherished Winnie, are all that fills my thoughts. All my love, Violet. Well, that's not ideal now, is it? sense. Why end it now? <clears throat>
2: uh, come in. An iron! It's your lucky day! Oh. Is it? Yes indeedy. The bosses get us off for summer and they're here to do some work experience. Since you're our youngest member of staff, he thought you'd be best to take him under your wing.
1: Right. A treat indeed. Um,
2: I'm actually really busy. Come on over, boy. Meet your new partner. Sure, I'll let you two get acquainted. Now, An Iron, you're to tell him all about the inner workings of this here dead letter office and show him the ropes. Enjoy.
1: So you're John's kid, yeah? What are you, like... 12?
3: I'm 14, actually. Smarty pants.
1: Right. My mistake, yeah. How could I be so blind?
3: You know, I've been told you're a bit of a weirdo.
1: Unsurprising. What's your take?
3: (gasps) No comments, sir.
1: Wise choice. Okay. Let's get this over with. I'm on a tight schedule and I'll bet I'm not getting paid any extra for this. So, the dead letter office. You know what we do here? Vaguely. Okay, quick recap. The DLO, dead letter office, is where the mail that can't be delivered goes. We open it to see if we can get it back on track. Usually we can't, so it's auctioned off if it's valuable. And if it's not, it's disposed of. Easy as you'll be stationed in this glorious, pint-sized little office with me. Thankfully, none of the others come in here that often, but less luckily, I haven't managed to snag a private kettle yet, so we've still got to venture out into the main kitchen. Also, every time you hear a ding, we've got more mail to sort through. Just like that. Questions?
3: So, all the stuff that's lying around is going to be auctioned off? Like that? uh What is that? Some old-timey instrument?
1: Blasphemy! It's a gramophone! Hey, give that handle a twist and see what happens.
3: <laughs> this is surprisingly good. I feel like I've heard the music before. Like in a Bioshock game.
1: Or maybe in one of your past lives. It's dusty but still in working order. Only the one song came in it though, so we can get repetitive.
3: Okay, so I can see why that would be sold off. I mean, even I'd bid on it. And that grandfather clock is pretty slick. Massive though. But who would pay for a deer head and why is it mounted on the office wall? Is it real? Please tell me it's fake. It's like Bambi himself is staring me down.
1: I mean, do you want me to lie to you?
3: Who in their right mind would mail that?
1: Ah, a question you'll find yourself asking a lot in the dead-letter office. And one that will never be answered. You can see for yourself that some items just aren't auction material. Now, stop being so rude to Brucie. He watches over us all. We, and by we I mean I... Think of him as the D.L.O. mascot. It's even been said that he has bizarrely lucky antlers.
3: His antlers are lucky?
1: Give them a rub and see.
3: (laughs) Are you serious? Those antlers aren't even lucky at all, are they?
1: Mm. I don't know. I've never touched them.
3: (laughs) God, you really are a weirdo.
1: Hey now, you think I'm the office weirdo? Did your dad ever tell you about the time that Adam thought he found an original Van Gogh, and sprinted around a building telling everyone?
3: Oh, I'm not falling for it again, buddy. What's that they say? Fill me once, shame on you.
1: Uh, no, no. I wish I was making this up. He was convinced this painting was an original Van Gogh. Yes, it's vaguely post-impressionist field of a purple flowers, but that does not a Van Gogh make. Check out the signature. Bottom right corner.
3: Does that say Van Goyer?
1: You'd be correct. W. Van to be precise. You've already proved yourself brighter than Adam. Congrats.
3: Okay, I'll admit. That's pretty funny. Did you tell him?
1: Nah. I let him Google it himself and realise just how painfully wrong he was. He had to go and form your dad and everything which must have been mortifying. It does beg the question, who exactly did he think would send a Van Rhe to Ireland of all places?
3: Poor Adam. He could have had it all if only he found someone as gullible as himself.
1: No such person exists, thank God. All right, that was a bit of a tangent, but getting back to the point. Got any DLO-specific questions for me? Hmm...
3: It's the letters which are usually disposed of, right? Yep. Then what's that notebook you were writing in? The one that's chock full of letters?
1: Uh, Ah, let me get that out of the way. It's um, uh, it's just personal business.
3: Didn't look too personal. Unless your handwriting is surprisingly ornamental for a guy. And I go to an all-boys school. So let me tell you, I know their handwriting. And it's
1: not pretty. Sharp for a fourteen-year-old, aren't you? Alright. Maybe I'll let you in on an office secret. But what'll you do in return?
3: After tricking me into touching that
1: deer head. You owe me one, old man. Old man? I've known you about a minute and your slagging's unrelentless, to say the least. Tell you what. You source me a kettle. And I'll fill you in.
3: Where am I supposed to find a kettle?
1: That sounds like a you problem, Zooey.
3: Alright, fine. Leave it to me. Save your strength, what little of it is left.
1: Don't get lost now. This building can be both surly and labyrinthine. Even I haven't explored it all. Not after what happened to... to Owen.
3: Fine. What happened to Owen?
1: We haven't seen Owen for years. Not since he wandered off in search of paper clips. Yet, every so often people swear they've heard him in the walls, knocking and calling out.
3: You really are determined to live up to the weirdo name,
1: huh? Hope you didn't hear that, Owen, old boy. He didn't mean it. Now, where was I? All right. Guess i better do some actual work. What a bore.
3: Ta-da! Here's your kettle. So according to our verbal contract, you have to tell me your secrets.
1: Where did you find one?
3: Let's just say there's one less item up for auction.
1: Ah... A man after my own heart. You nicked it.
3: I'm shocked and appalled at the accusation. But, yeah, basically.
1: Nice one. Now we don't have to deal with the walking dead out there.
3: You know, there's a lot more rooms in this building than you would have thought from the outside. I went through four or five looking for this. Got coated in dust in the process, so you're welcome.
1: You're saying this building is bigger on the inside? In a way. This isn't Hogwarts, lad.
3: Hey, you're the one who keeps implying this building is weird and cranky. You swear it was alive the way you go on.
1: Fair point, but you better keep it down. The walls have ears.
3: I will confiscate that, kettle.
1: No, no, I'm sorry. I'll stop.
3: Good. Now spill it.
1: All right, jeez. Stop throwing me daggers. So, as you know, I've been working here almost three years. Riveting. So, every single week, without fail, a love letter would arrive addressed to a Miss Winnie of Fairbrook Cottage. Of course, Fairbrook Cottage doesn't exist, and neither would it seem does Miss Winnie. That's part of the course in the DLO, and yet even from the very first one, I couldn't bear to destroy them. I mean, yeah, it's against regulations, but there's something off about the whole thing. Off? Yeah, off. It just struck me, like a thumbtack in the sole of my shoe. How could someone send a letter a week for years, without response, and not get suspicious?
3: I don't know, maybe they're delusional. Not unlike someone else I know.
1: No, that's not it. Look, this one came yesterday. It's different from the others. She, Violet that is, the sender, suddenly writes that this is the last one, out of nowhere. It just, it doesn't make sense. Not if you've read the other ones, anyway.
3: Okay, you are way too invested in this. But you've piqued my interest. I'll help.
1: You'll help?
3: Yeah. Let's find Violet and... Uh, I want to say, Winona? Uh, Winnie. Right. Winnie. Let's do it. Let's track him down. You clearly aren't going to let it go. And I'm stuck here all summer. Only seems right.
1: You want to be the Watson to my Sherlock?
3: Oh, that's a dated reference.
1: You're showing your age, how about this Sam to your Frodo? Are you trying to say Lord of the Rings is a less dated reference?
3: Well everyone knows Sam's the real hero. Plus he's a big fan of potatoes and I love
1: a bag of chips. So it all checks out. Alright then Sam, promise you won't tell your dad, and we have a deal. Could use a fresh pair of eyes. Start with that notebook in my bag. There's almost 150 letters to get through, so I've compiled a bit of an outline over the years.
3: I was right. You are too invested.
1: You want to help or not?
3: I'm already on it, Mr Frodo. And don't worry, I won't tell a soul.
1: So, let's say that's your homework for today, and I'll be off. Have fun. Wait, wait, wait. That
3: monstrosity of a clock says it's only twelve.
1: They say time flows in a strange way in the dead letter office. But don't worry, you'll adapt soon enough. Oh, and don't trust that grandfather clock either. There's a reason it's still here.
3: Definitely a weirdo.
1: More. Oh, wow. Didn't realise I'd get to meet zombie Zooey today. What an unexpected pleasure. I hope you're less snarky than your fully functioning counterpart. It may
3: not look like it, but I'm cracking up on the inside. Sleep it all, kid. I had to wait till my folks went to bed. Didn't want them to ask what I was reading.
1: Ah, Zooey.
3: Shh, don't even lecture me. I got a lot done. We've got a few key letters to go through, plus the one you got yesterday.
1: Well, I've got some freshly brewed tea. The time is now. Oh, I'm still hot.
3: Okay, the first one.
2: My darling Winnie, the days grow ever longer. In your absence, they seem unending, and as the years pass... Time loses all meaning. Only when I examine myself in the mirror do I note the passage of time. I miss our kingly town. But both you and it are beyond me now. Unreachable. I cannot return. To do so without you would be a piercing dagger in my side. I read today of the passing of your father... And not wishing to upset you, all I shall say is, I am sorry if it caused you pain. For your pain is mine, united in sorrow always. Though the damage he has wrought is irrevocable, I will not nurse my ill will any longer. Love always, until we meet again. Violet
1: I mean, it's a lot to take in. But most of them are a similar tone. That tone being that Vi is not doing okay.
3: Look deeper, you idiot. First off, there's a clue about the dad. Obviously, Violet isn't his biggest fan. Something clearly happened there. But she still thinks Winnie would mourn him.
1: And the slagging continues. Zombie Zooey, I'm so disappointed in you.
3: Secondly, isn't Kingly Town a weird phrase? What is it? Like... A town associated with royalty. Maybe with correlating landmarks, we could find it. This narrows down the location.
1: And which is so far? It's probably outside Dublin city centre. If it's being called a town, anyway.
3: Good point. I'll mark it down. So the whole dad thing—it comes up a lot in these letters.
1: Yeah, it's probably the most consistent part of them. My mom had a similar mindset. She's very religious and was therefore very disapproving of me and. As she put it, the lifestyle I chose. Pointing out to her that it wasn't a choice was not well received.
3: Oh, that sucks on iron. Do you talk to her much now?
1: On holidays, sometimes. That I see a bit more. He's a sound lad. But the way Violet draws on her past, how things could have been without all that meddling, that's a mindset that's hard to break.
3: See where you're so invested Reading the letters It's like she puts her whole self into them As if she exists solely on these fading pages
1: Getting a bit elegiac yourself there, Zooey I think she's had an effect on you
3: You know I can take away that cow.
1: Alright, <laughs> alright
3: Good So the next one
2: My darling Winnie, to this day I cannot board a train without the ghost of you beside me. Even now I am soothed as it chugs along and i found myself inspired to write you while this feeling lasts. Taking the train with you down to West Cork was such a blissful adventure. Had your father known I was aboard, he would have never allowed the trip. How we snickered with glee at our little trick. To think of him working away, serving meats at FXB while we played snap and go fish. I remember still the man and woman who sat alongside us. A newlywed couple. They could hardly see their surroundings. Their eyes were so clouded with love. I wonder if we looked as happy to people. I certainly felt so. Love always. Until we meet again, Violet.
1: That was actually quite a hopeful one for Vi.
3: Plus, it provides a little more background on the dad. I mean, FX and meats. Gotta be FX Buckley butchers.
1: But couldn't he have commuted to work?
3: Well, look, there's still another letter to go, so hold your horses before throwing out criticism.
1: Okay, but... I'm going to boil the kettle for more tea. You want some?
3: Sure, but let's move on to the final letter. And look past her poetic
2: stylings. We're here for clues only. My darling Winnie, today has been especially hard for I am colder than ever. The wind howls at my bones, tearing, lunging me towards the precipice. The only thing that keeps me warm is memories of our time together, of our day trips through the country and by the sea. When I would read aloud as you set up your easel, the paint splattering down your dress undetected with the ferocity of your concentration. Dusks well spent in the company of our favourite authors and each other. The painting you made for me is lost now, but I think of it often. For you, I will always be a lush pasture of incandescent violets. Love, always, until we meet again, Violet. Hmm.
1: You know that sensation when a word is on the tip of your tongue? Yeah. Because that's what I feel when I hear that letter. Like I'm forgetting something I should know. Something I know I know.
3: Weird, as always. But I'll allow it. Look, the one you got yesterday mentions JJ's Tower, which sounded familiar to me. I thought it must be a place. Ended up googling local towers for ages.
1: Okay, chill, wise guy. Let's recap what we know. They went for day trips by the sea and in the country. They lived near or visited a JJ's Tower. A kingly town. Well, that could be Kingstown. Kingstown? Kingstown is what the Brits used to call Dunleary. I'm sure of it. Dunleary? Could be. I mean, it's by the coast. I used to go out there with my family on Sundays when I was small. We'd get ice cream, stroll on the pier. Which means JJ's tower is...
3: James Joyce tower!
1: That squat little thing overlooking the sea! Huh. I've got to admit, I did not expect to make so much progress so fast.
3: Well, I did have the new letter from yesterday, so don't beat yourself up for not being as smart as me. <laughs> now that I think of it, there's definitely an FX butcher out right near there. Could be a newer location, but still.
1: Loads of people live in there. though. How are we supposed to locate a Winnie or Violet?
3: Oh yeah. Well, I can only do so much.
1: Wait. This could be a reach, but what was that bit about the pasture of violets again?
3: Um. Uh, here. The painting I made for you is lost now, but I think of it often. For you, I will always be a lush pasture of incandescent violets.
1: Zoey, you freaking genius!
3: I mean, you're not wrong. What are the... The
1: painting What kind of flowers would you say these are?
3: I don't know It's art Could be anything Oh, violets! You're thinking W. Van Goyer Could be our Winnie
1: It's a leap Yeah, but Violet said her painting was lost And when it comes down to it Most things end up in here One way or another Okay, I'm
3: googling her now This article is from 2005, but it says she's a 46-year-old artist. Dutch father, Irish mother. Explains the weird surname. Blah, blah, blah. Husband passed away in 1998. Husband? That explains some things. Lives in Dunleary with her daughter.
1: (gasps) That would mean she's 61 now. It
3: fits. Wow. We we did it. You okay, old-timer? Old timer. <laughs> Want a hot drop? My mum always offers people that when they seem upset. She says Barry's tea is very healing.
1: Your ma sounds like a wise woman. I'm not upset, it's just... Well, I've spent almost three years of my life consumed with these letters. Seeing myself in Violet. At some point I kind of forgot they were real people and not just figments of my imagination.
3: Don't worry about it. I've known about her for less than a week and even I'm a little shook. You know, we don't have to do anything right away. Yeah? Yeah, we can always drop by later this week or even mail it to her.
1: After all you've seen, you're suggesting we put our trust in the postal system.
3: What can I say? I'm a trusting guy. Plus, worst comes to worst, we get the dart out and ding-dong ditch the letters in a box by her
1: doorstep. Ding-dong what? You're right though. The main thing is that she gets them. Let's go in the morning.
3: Exactly. We'll finish what we started. Just like Frodo and Sam. Knew my reference would hold up better than
1: yours. <laughs> Deal. And hey, there's plenty more DLO mysteries to unearth. Maybe tomorrow, after we drop off the letters, I'll tell you the story behind that gigantic grandfather clock.
0: You've been listening to The Office of Lost Things by Sarah Buckley, performed for you by Graham Coughlin, Alva Cowley and Eva Spratt. Sound design, composition and theme tune by Tom Lane and directed by Mark Ball for Superpower. But the story isn't over yet. With each podcast, we'll be setting an interactive challenge for our listeners, which you can complete in your own time and then share with us at Superpower. Want to get involved in the world of The Office of Lost Things? This week, we have the final task for our final podcast in this eight-part series. Pretend we're the dead letter office and write us a letter. Pen us a piece of writing about anything you like, decorate it any way you like, and send it to Superpower at Rua Red, Blessington Street, Tala, Dublin 24. We promise we'll reply to all snail mail we receive. Maybe you should include a riddle or a short, quizzical question which we have to puzzle out in the spirit of an iron's journey. As always...